welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Elizabeth Barry. Elizabeth, also known as the Kind Communicator, is an executive coach and marketing consultant with 20 years of experience coaching leaders towards success. She's been blessed to curate 17 TEDx events from concept to completion, including helping speakers write and share their talks for the stage. She has six books based on self-development, and as a result of her work, clients are motivated, productive, and happy. Elizabeth is a vessel of emotionally powerful love that will transform your business, career, communication, and voice with positivity and inspiration. You can learn more at www.thekindcommunicator.com. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Revolutionary Women. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for spending some time with me. Um, So for those who don't know a bit about you, which I doubt, (laughs) but can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm an executive coach and a marketing consultant. I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years, and I have a movement called The Kindness Innovation under the brand name of The Kind Communicator and Beyond Ego, and I'm spreading conscious leadership decisions through the way that we communicate, Mm -hmm. the way that we behave, and the way that we see ourselves and each other in our relationships in an effort to help everyone on this planet live more present in the moment and find joy and happiness no matter what their circumstances are. Wow, that's really awesome. So you founded The Kind Communicator. I love that name, but how did you come up with that name? And, you know, I I mean, you described it a little bit, but can you tell me where that stemmed from? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting story. And I, I only tell it on interviews like this. So I've been running a strategic marketing agency and a consulting firm for years. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, I invested in a Pilates studio. It was one of my marketing clients. And then I ended up buying into the studio and I was an owner operator. Mm -hmm. So for 14 years, I was behind a B2B business. So I got to choose my clients. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I was an owner operator And I was in B2C and I couldn't choose my clients. They were coming into the Pilates studio and I had invested in the studio to help the business owner out because there were a lot of problems. So I was called in to come in and fix everything. Hmm. And while fixing it, I realized that a lot of people were unhappy with the previous management. So I was the face of the grunt. I received Uh. a lot of um, gruff people unhappy they hadn't been happy for a while and I was there to diffuse the fires and I hadn't been behind the desk before in customer service ever Mm -hmm. I was in b2b I got to choose my clients as I said so Mm -hmm. when I was receiving all of these unhappy people and demanding and they wanted to be here and they wanted this discount I asked my business partner I said well how how do I how do I do this well how do I get how do, how do I respond to this? And she said, oh, no, you have to stay strong. And I stood strong, and that didn't work. Mm. <laughs> and at that point in time, I recognized that I needed to make a lot of these people happy as well as growing the business from an, an economic standpoint. But I had to start from a place of love and compassion. And that's where the kind communicator idea was recognized in my mind and in my heart. And when people were coming in that had been there for years that were unhappy and were meeting me for the first time, and they told me things that they weren't happy with, I met them with love. And it's almost as if, if you remember the Tasmanian devil and mm. the cartoons where people would come in spinning, 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 spinning. Yes, yes. And there's a lot of times where customers are unhappy and we spin with them and nothing gets done. Everything breaks down from that. And when I met everyone with love, when mm. they were sharing problems, 
the love and the compassion, the tenderness, the happiness, the joy just rose to this new level. And soon thereafter, over 4,000 clients were beaming and boosting and we were growing and everyone was so happy. I built a community out of it. And that, that was when I recognized that the idea of, of taking adults and getting them out of their ego mm-hmm. and taking them into their authenticity creates such a stronger connection than than anything else in the world that we can think of when we can just calm down and be present and share love kindly. Mm. That's awesome. That's really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it's so funny because when you were relating that, you know, your experience being behind the desk and I know I can understand because people do get frustrated and they want what they want. And then, you, like you said, you could either spin with them or just, you know, like, okay, what, how else can I approach this without getting caught up in the chaos? And by you, you know, connecting with them through just being compassionate and, and you know, um, being loving or at least being uh, accepting of what they're going through, that's, that's pretty remarkable that, you know, you've managed, you have changed their way of thinking which is really incredible. I think that's really awesome. Yes, I I taught my staff the same, Mm. which equates to exceptional customer service and client retention as well as as teacher and employee retention. And it also equates to not only verbal, but written, how we speak to each other in emails Mm. and body language and being loving, having a loving touch. Huh. It's 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 really remarkable what we can do when we become conscious leaders. Right. Wow. I mean, you you mentioned emails. I mean, that's hard to do. Like, you know, I mean, when I send out emails, I do realize I have to present myself. You know, if, if I'm I don't want to seem aggressive or especially if, if I'm if I'm trying to put my point across. So you want to like not go to that place of being angry or and and just to kind of put your point across but not in a I guess in an angry way or a frustrated way so it's funny you you don't realize that you do put out that vibe you know and others can receive it that way even via email yes it's definitely an art written communication is an art form and that also stems from the heart, the mind, and the spirits being calm and conscious of the situation in the present moment, allowing emotions to subside. Mm. And it also comes back to the brand that I built of going beyond the ego, where we step into our authenticity, and we don't have to try too hard. When we try too hard, sending an email blast it comes off as salesy and no one's really going to read it. But if you speak from the heart, Mm. people will connect with you and they will buy from you. They will follow you. When you write an email to someone that maybe you are upset with or didn't understand what they meant when they said what they said, and you come at the email writing process with compassion and curiosity, you'll certainly get a more different response than coming off as gruff. Mm. And that is definitely something that doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen in five days or two months, but it does happen when you go through the process of, you know, I have a coaching business, so Mm. I help people really fine-tune who they are and become vulnerable so that they can catch themselves in the process. Wow, that's really awesome. Um, So to just go back, so you started The Kind Communicator, um, but from what I read, there was something that happened that, that sort of resulted in you creating The Kind Communicator. You were involved in a tragedy before creating this? No, that was... That was Heaven on Eleven. So oh, okay. I, I wrote, I wrote two books. Within within a few weeks, right after a tragedy. So on on January third in twenty twenty, 
I was run over by a 62-foot, 94,000-pound speedboat. Oh, my gosh. I'm 94 pounds. And it ran my skull over. It ran over my back. And I was holding hands with the love of my life. We saw the boat. It came out of nowhere. And I watched the love of my life pass away in front of my eyes. Oh, my gosh. And it was one of the hardest moments of my life to not only to see us in the water like that, because I was still in shock, but the moment where they, they sewed my head up in the hospital and had, I had to go say goodbye to his body. Mm. And it, it was an unbelievable, he was just, he was just there. Mm. And then he wasn't. And that was the hardest part. And it it was a, a moment for me to understand the value of the work that I provide for the world. It was the moment for me to step into my spirit, whereas I coach adults on a daily basis mm-hmm. on how to tap into their tranquility and being calm in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. And there I was facing my own work yeah. and having to rebuild myself from a very dark place and choosing to be kind to myself and choosing to get back up rather than stay in the water that I could have drowned in. But I, it wasn't, it was clearly not my time. Mm -hmm. I have been blessed with an angel. I receive his signs and messages and conversations with him still a year later. Mm -hmm. And that is what keeps me going. And I wrote two books that capture our love story but are also a case study for couples Mm. who want to learn how to communicate healthily and really tap into the essence of their love through rituals and through belief and through not not thinking about time through a clock but time in the moment and in the present so yeah wow thank you so much for sharing that um and so, I mean, for some people, having gone through that, if they had gone through that tragedy, you know, I don't know how they would have gone through it, but you did. I, I mean, some people would have given up, but you didn't. And yeah. I think it's really incredible that out of, even out of a tragedy, you were able to step into who you are, you know, and, and still maintain that, regardless of what happened. Um, and... Not regardless, but I mean, even as as it happened after that, you know, you were able to still tap into your um, your authenticity and and your love for yourself and and for others, which is pretty incredible. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's it's I, I have I published the book that I published right after the tragedy is called Design Your Mind to Be Kind. And I dedicated that book to him. It's it's a big book. Mm. It's a hefty book. It's like an encyclopedia for communication. And I put all of these beautiful images. And I was looking through it yesterday, and I, I just realized what a beautiful job we did right after. That was the only thing that I could do after the accident for a whole year was just write. So I have written now, since the accident, a year ago, four books. Wow. My next book that will come out in the spring of 2021 is called lead by example. The circumstances of your life do not define you. Your behavior does. And it, it captures my rise. But again, I, I, I did, I never make the books about me. I really write for people to step into who they wish to be, especially in their pain, especially in their brokenheartedness Mm. so that they can become one with their reactions and choose to respond healthily instead, which again does not happen overnight. But it's a wonderful process to watch readers transform when they read my books. I get emails, I get text messages, I get PDFs of people writing notes from what they learned. Oh, There's practices so cool. in the book. So I feel very honored to to be at the helm of this project. And, and the spirit is just writing through me. I, I there's another book right after this one called Silent Integrity about emotional intelligence. And there's a woman's, a woman's book coming out on self-love for women over 40, a men's vulnerability book. So there's, 
there's wow. there's there's work that's pouring out of me that is meant to be shared. I was obviously saved for a reason. Wow, that's really amazing, and so so incredible that you have so much still to impart to so many people. Um, I mean, I've seen from your site um, so far that I've seen where you had your three books, but now it's really four, right? Own your vulnerability. Own your vulnerability, the kind communicator, and the, and design your mind to be kind. And then there's heaven. The love books are heaven and heaven on eleven, and the little book of love. Okay, that's awesome. So those so are the five. books I wrote about my lo- my love story. Yes. Wow. So um, why why yeah. do you think it's important to be vulnerable and be kind in any situation you're in? Because you can either choose unhappiness and stress and and be suffering on purpose, Mm. or you can find calm and be in the present moment. And being calm is one of the the hardest things that we can do. Yeah, I see. And kind at the same time. A lot of my clients have a difficult time with the idea of being kind and direct. Because direct means aggressive and assertive. And especially if someone is not treating you in in a nice way, it's really difficult to come back at them when your emotions are involved. So that's where really where the the kind communicator is the first book in the communication series where it talks to everyone about going beyond their ego and just staying present. Mm-hmm. It's all of my work is based in nature and then Design Your Mind to Be Kind talks to everyone about the three habits of effective communicators, which are to catch yourself, fly above, and speak your truth, and use your words wisely, with the six personalities to embody your highest self. And then Heaven on Eleven and Little Book of Love talk about the love story and the rituals that you can make in all of your relationships. And then the Mm. next book that's coming out really goes into detail about, sounds really cool, it could it could be a college course. Mm. I, I'd love to teach this this course in college about I created the kind communicator philosophy and I wrote three theories based on the mind, the heart, and the spirit and how we interact on the inside and what's going on the inside is one hundred percent reflective on what's on the outside and vice versa. But if we can kind of slow down, calm down, breathe, and be conscious of how we're behaving, we can really show up in remarkable ways, especially when other people are not acting in remarkable ways. Mm. And that takes a talent. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It takes a talent and a lot of time to actually get there, I would think. Yes. But, you know, I have I have a coaching program and, and it, it, I do it in four-month segments so that clients meet with me once a week for 45 minutes and then they get a written follow-up. And this goes back to that written email form where, I find that everyone struggles so hard to say, hello, comma, how are you today? Mm-hmm. Be safe out there. Uh, it, it's so cold. And w- w- my coaching program not only gives people a sense of fun and lightheartedness through their mess ups, they want me to tell them how 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 they could be better and they want to know. And then they get this written follow-up from me, which... You know, we go on this journey and there's a lot of tears and a lot of times women will come to me to coach them in their business or their professional lives. And within the third or fourth session, we're in tears talking about how they could be better in their marriage mm. and wow. in their relationships or whatever it is that they're going through. And then, you know, even in my mark in my marketing business where I build brands with entrepreneurs it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, building a brand by yourself. And mm-hmm. sometimes our relationships with our customers or our employees are lacking. And you know, so there's a lot of interchangeability with the brand that I've built based on the kind communicator and just the idea of conscious leadership that can help people in so many ways, but they have to be vulnerable. They have to say, I'm ready to be humble. Can you tell me how to be better? And that mm-hmm. happens when people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are ready to say, let's get to work. And there's so much work to be done. Mm. And um, it's really brilliant. So why do you think that it takes people a lot longer to realize that kindness is better than 
not being kind. I mean, you know, in children, you see that they grow up, or at least they're taught to be kind to their families. And, and but then do people just do, do kids just grow out of that? And then, then you kind of have to go back, dial back as you get older? Mm. Uh, it's because of ego. <laughs> it's because we're stubborn uh. and we're embarrassed. It mm. burns the heart and the soul to say, I'm sorry, mm. or I did that wrong. The ego and stubbornness, that is built on top mm. of imposter syndrome, insecurities, jealousy, mm. family drama, societal be beliefs, and all of the other things that weigh us down, that take our soul and rip it from us and then allow us to walk this earth with a hole, a gaping hole filled with this void of, I don't have anything in there. Right. So there goes your self-worth. There goes any healing that you can do. But when we start to do this sort of work, when and there's a lot of coaches out there, there's there's a ton of them. I've created mm -hmm. my... I, created my own program. Now, I didn't go to a, some sort of coaching academy. I didn't graduate with a certificate. I was born for this. This is a natural experience that I get to work with. And I've invested in myself through programs with Tony Robbins and Robin Sharma and Wayne Dyer. So over the course of the last 30 years, mm -hmm. th those, are, those are my mentors. And I take their work but I make it my own and I bring nature into the picture. And there's, there's an analogy that comes out of every single session and I'm real. So again, there's, there's that, again, going back to that authenticity, we laugh at, and, and we cry and, and there's, there's so many analogies that come out of my mm -hmm. coaching sessions. It's really quirky. So it's, it's not for everyone, but it's mm -hmm. for the people who want to do better. And don't want someone that's going to be a square edge calling them every week and saying, mm. so why don't you fill out this paperwork yeah. and tell me what's going on? Um, I'm really a therapist. Yeah. I think I was a therapist in my past life that's because awesome. I, I, I just that's know really this cool. stuff. <laughs> and, you know, like you were saying, it's a lot of it has to do with so much, um, I guess, stuff that we've been carrying for so long that it's hard to, you know, to... Mm re or I guess dig up or excavate from within in order to um, mm -hmm. not reinvent yourself but kind of become finally authentic and I you know I I can definitely see that as not easy to do especially when you've been so um, it's been ingrained in you for so long that you have to be this way you know and like you said it's ego um, mm -hmm. But that's really interesting. I, I never even thought of it that way. Um, so, okay, so mm. I heard your poem on YouTube titled The Kind Communicator Poem. It's a beautiful, beautiful poem. And in that <laughs> poem, you talked about the, the kindness innovation, and you described that. I mean, that was brilliant, I thought. And it just, like, you really, like, incorporated everything that, other people would probably would like to discover for themselves, and it's not easy to do, <laughs> you know. Um, but I thought it was it was just beautiful. Um, well, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that you said that. I when I was with my love, and we were we we were meant to meet, and unfortunately he passed away, and it was really really difficult but I wrote that poem one morning in bed and I got up in my bed and I, I wrote it on my phone on my phone and obviously I perfected it a little bit before but it was pretty much written and I just it poured out of me one morning and I said John John do you want to hear the poem and and he sat down and he thought I was going to give him like a four four line poem and I, I wrote I read the poem and he was like you, he was like, you just wrote that and it, it came out of me and it, it actually, when you read my mm -hmm. book, Design Your Mind to Be Kind, the poem actually encapsulates every single chapter oh, and wow. elements from that book and all of the lessons learned. So they're, they're symbiotic and, oh. and the, the poem was actually in that book. And 
I'm really, I'm really, I'm really proud of that. I can't believe that, you know, that you just wrote that from your bed. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm a writer, but okay. And sometimes I get inspired, but I don't know if I could have done what you did. It was beautiful. It was so brilliant. And you just, like, like I said, it just, you just captured everything that most people would want to capture in that whole space of time. And it's beautiful. It did. I'm just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I really need to read up on this woman. (laughs) I really need to like, oh my gosh, it's it's, and I I feel like you know just reading about you and and hearing you with your poem, I felt like oh my gosh, that could be someone, that's someone I would love to be friends with. That's someone I would love to get to know because it's really, you know, you were so open and you're so open about what you do and. Mm-hmm. So many people are not because they're so guarded. I myself am at times. I mean, my husband mm-hmm. doesn't think so. <laughs> my husband thinks like, you know, like we go into a room and oh, there's <laughs> Tess, you know, making friends with everybody. And and that, that is part of me. But a lot of it is also because, you know, like you said, it's ego. It's like, well, okay. I mean, I, I yes, I love to meet people. I love to make friends and I love my friends that I have. But when you walk into a room, you don't know anyone and like, the ego comes up and like, okay, well, you know, all right. Or even like you, you, your insecurity comes out. It's like, okay, where do I go? You know, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. And what am I even doing here? So all of that comes up and it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, after reading a, um, a little bit about from your site and just hearing you talk, I was like, okay, okay, now it makes sense. So... But I, I, I think it's really amazing. Yeah. Um, and an, another quote that I want to ask you about is, okay, so you said, kind communication, speaking your truth, it means to stand in your power. Now, I love that quote. Why do you think it's so hard to do, especially for women? Hmm. Well, we're afraid of messing up in front of other people. <laughs> including ourselves when when we mess up when when women mess up behind the scenes that's when we self-depreciate and the mind chatter Mm. goes and then our stories go in our head and the monkey mind and the chatter says you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough you're not this Mm -hmm. enough you're not that enough you need botox you need lipstick you need this you need that um I, i think that the way that i describe our truth in the next book which is based on the kind communicator philosophy is, is the spirit. So I talk about the mind and the thoughts travel to the heart, which turn into emotions. And then before those emotions and thoughts become active in the world as words and behaviors, they travel through our spirit, which is mm. our truth. It is our self. The spirit is our individually individuality and our authenticity. And that's really where that, guard comes up that the spirit is, hmm. is kind of like the guardrail it you know it's like you you know we've always done it this way don't mess up now stay the same stay idle stay hidden stay stay play small don't ask hmm. for more money don't ask for this and um you know speaking our truth it took me years to understand what the heck that actually meant i mean it took me hmm. like four or six years to figure it out and I'll still continue to figure it out. But now, once I figured oh, it out, I started writing about it. <laughs> and now I coach and I consult uh, clients and, and, and learning about what their purpose really means. And, like, why were we placed here? And each and every week that I talk to the women that I work with, so I'm in the process now of even honing in on my website to say I work with women in their midlife to get over their controlling habits and their reactivity because that's really who I'm working with right now. And they are getting results that are just it's it's like an almost meant to be scenario every single Mm. time I speak to my clients and it it could bring a tear to my eye Mm. because we we need that. We need this connectivity and we don't want to mess up in front of people, but they can mess up in front of me. And that's, that's where the fun comes in. You know, you need a coach that's going to be behind you. That's going to be your cheerleader, but is also going to tell you the things that nobody else is going to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that hire a coach 
are the people that call their friends and complain for about two or three years or a few months or the constant texters and com constant complainers until they finally hire a coach where the coach will tell them what their friends don't say because your friend, your, bro your brother, your mother, your sister, your boyfriend will say, <laughs> oh, they were mm -hmm. mean to you. I agree with you. You are right. But a coach will tell you, no, you're certainly mm -hmm. in the wrong. But okay. here's how we fix it. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense for sure. And... <laughs> I was like, you know, and then you, I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but you're right because, you know, I mean, you're relying on your support system to always back you up, which is fine. But, you know, if you're doing something that you probably, not even in the, in the wrong way, but something that would be better if someone, someone made a suggestion, you know, that maybe you should look at it this way or maybe you should work on it this way. You know, it's, it's more like, well, you know, it's like constructive criticism, but it's it's more in the in, I guess, in the coaching way is is as opposed to just saying, OK, you know, your 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 loved one saying to you, yeah, they were mean to you. And you're right. It's like Because then you'll you'll just I mean, people or at least if that happened to me, I'd be like, OK, see, I was right, <laughs> you know, and then it's not really it's it's not really something that. I would want to keep doing so. Wow. Yeah, and, and there's there's a difference between mm -hmm. uh, criticism and advice. And if we look at criticism, we become defeat right. defensive immediately. When we look at advice, it can become wisdom, and we have the choice. We have this thing called volition, which is our human ability to choose what to do with it. And most of us are sitting on about 20 choices and not making decisions, which are taking risks, which put us into action and sitting on choices, which creates idleness and the stuckness and staying in the sameness. And that can create wow. some blockages in the chakras. So there, there's definitely a difference between advice and criticism and the ability to be open to that offers this rainbow of it's, it's the investment in I would say it, even in my books or in my coaching experience is just, it's worth, the books are mm -hmm. like, you know, several coaching sessions, but the coaching sessions really take people to a place of, of taking their lives in a new d direction so that they can be happier throughout their 40s, 50s, and 60s instead of wow. continuing That's to be great. blocked. Thank you for that. Um, so I read too that you started or I heard something that you started a leadership series during the pandemic is that still going on yeah i have um i have several i i'm always starting something i'm a serial i'm a serial entrepreneur so i have a podcast i have a facebook group called beyond ego that is a place for inspiration and motivation i i did start a mastermind so i have a mastermind for 2021 we have 16 individuals we have one man and 15 women mm. and it's it is a place for everyone to tap into leadership, conscious leadership and spirituality in a way that softens the human psyche so that everything from career to professionalism to love relationships to family to individual thinking becomes clearer. And there's also a tribe there. Mm. And I think that it's really important for all of us to to have a tribe and to be able to be open with that tribe. So I, I put videos and I do monthly meditations and talks and I do asanas and mudras and uh, everything goes on a, uh, on a portal behind the scenes. And it's working out so well that I'll definitely continue this and continue creating more in this realm. I'm thinking about doing a group on LinkedIn for conscious leadership for people oh, wow. to want to be opened for spirituality, especially in the corporate realm, because a lot of people don't want to be rigid anymore. And they're just afraid to say yes. And I think that people are just waiting for someone like me to walk in the door and say, I can help you. It's really difficult for them to actually raise their hands and, and say, I need help. So I kind of have to just keep dancing in there like uh that's right. fever <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that that's really cool um what i read or i actually i i heard this on the youtube 
um, I guess, series. Well, it wasn't a series, but I, I heard this on a YouTube segment where you said that part of the reason for doing leadership, this leadership series, was that you're doing it for yourself as well as for others. And you say that's really important for women to hear this. Now, why do you think it's so hard for women to to do something for themselves? Oh, because it, we're, our, our minds are in the place of nurturing. And we, again, we're afraid to mm. mess up. And we want to be the person who seems that yeah. they can do everything. And that's so true. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it's they want everyone wants to be the Superman and Superwoman. And you can't you, you really can't because you're going to break down, you're going to burn out and your marriage suffers, your sex life suffers, your corporate life suffers. You know, I work with women who are working until 11 o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You're mm. 45 years old. Like, you got to stop this habit. Uh, so. The, the work that, that I provide, mm-hmm. the advice that I provide for, for women especially is to really find that place of self-love. But again, through our conditions of trying to be the superman or superwoman, it, it really just takes a little bit of nurturing to break through those walls because, mm-hmm. again, we have stories. Yeah. We're controlling. <laughs> we control ourselves and other people. We're right. reactive. When things don't go our way, we get huffy puffy. And those are really bad habits to continue. And and when women in their 40s work with me on this work, they, I, they're, they're just unstoppable. And they become softer at the same time where they just, they take off at, at 4 o'clock. They have a glass of wine at 4 o'clock. They, you know, they get themselves new lingerie. They paint their nails blue. I mean, I can tell you hundreds of stories of women who are in my group and even men who follow me and write to me and say, I quit my job because of you. Thank you. I'm in a new direction now. I think that there's, there's a lot to be said for inspiration and motivation and, and how they relate to leadership in all areas yeah. of our lives. I think that's really awesome. You know, your work really, um, your work really inspires people to get to work and, and hopefully like I said before, like excavate whatever has been hidden this whole time <laughs> so they can be finally, they can finally be the person they wanted to be in the first place. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so when you're not speaking and you're not writing um, and publishing books, what do you like to do? Dance on tables. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's, awesome. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my fun answer. I'm, I'm a little bit of a geek, right? So I, I do, you know, when, whenever I give a new book to the, to get published or designed or the, the next one is already being written at like the next day. So I'm like, I'll, I'll nestle in my house on my deck. I live by the beach. I have three rescue cats. I pretty much treat them like children. And um, I just got them in, and put them together a new a cat tower today. It took me two hours, but I feel like a good mom doing that. And But those are pretty much my hobbies. I love documentaries. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and I, have a, I have a good set of friends that... I speak to you on a daily basis and, and we do go out and we do have a good time and we know how to, we know how to live the life and, you know, be sexy and fabulous in the, in the fourth floor mm-hmm. <laughs> and really just, um, you know, stay present and have fun. Uh, so where do you think all of this, all of who you are came from? I mean, did you, Everything that you did, do you think that you had a role model with this, or was it just something that you kind of in in your within yourself knew that this was who you are and and who you've always wanted to be? You know, I my ultimate role model, the person who taught me how to be, was Wayne Dyer, mm. and that was years ago. I'm talking way into my early twenties, maybe even not even yet a twenty year old where I was listening to his CDs on a six CD changer 
before I went to bed to the point where I knew every single word by heart on all six CDs. And I was a workaholic and I was a reactor and I understood it and I got it and I did the work. And then once I got the work Mm -hmm. and I understood it and then I used the work in my life and I realized that it worked, I said, this is who I'm meant to be. And I, I, you know, I wake up every day and I have a tremendous amount of energy and I just put it into projects and things. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fall down. It's embarrassing, but it could be fun and it's a beautiful lesson. And I hope that other people can take that lesson as well because it's, it's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, there's always a martini to drink. (laughs) Um, I just had a chocolate truffle before this call. So I, I, know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not always, I, I, I could sound like I'm working all the time, but my, I don't really, the word work is, is really just a, a passion. I, I think I'm here for a reason and I'm, I'm here to inspire people, but it's not really work. It's just something that I'm naturally doing and, mm. um, I'm, I'm here to love and, yeah. and be loved. So, uh, that's, that, that's, that's who I think. You know, my role model is is my, my cats, Mother Nature and, and, and Wayne Dyer, and just knowing that I, I could do better if, if I put my mind to it. Okay, so uh, I love this because I was listening to a few of your videos last night, and I was watching a few of your videos, and one of them really stuck to me, and your point of saying, you know, when you get up and you have all this energy and you're just like, ready to go and and smiling and I woke up this morning and I actually thought about that and I'm like huh okay I could do that you know but I don't want it to be like so um I don't want it to be forced so I'm like okay but I started thinking about your words and I'm like oh okay I could do that and and I started feeling like yeah, you know, this is really good. I, I, instead of waking up, you know, a lot of the times, like as soon as I wake up, I'm like, okay, what do I have? What do I have to do? And what, what's my to-do list? And what do I, I, all these errands and before I get to the podcast and everything. But then I actually zoned in on what you were um, saying. And I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> and, you know, and I started feeling a little lighter. And then, you know, I felt, yeah, I felt like, oh, this is a better way of waking up. <laughs> yeah. It's like so much better, you know, and it's funny because, yeah, and of course, like something happened. And so, you know, like, um, I felt like, okay, I, I was feeling that stress again. And I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go out for a drive, which I do on a daily basis just to get myself yes. centered. And that works. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then I parked in somewhere and I was just looking around my surroundings. And because that's also part of what you said, it's like, you know, take in nature, take in your surroundings. And so I was really listening and I'm like, OK, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, it yeah. really makes sense. So thank um, you for that. I'm so I'm so glad that you're you're taking it in nature's has a way of showing us an unhurried life and and you're right you do you don't want to wake up and be like i'm happy and really feel like (laughs) crap Um, uh, one of the one of the tips that i gave a a client in the past week was when she was waking up we were talking about the gratitude and and i said well try to use your five senses so when before we get up, there's so many people are saying, have your gratitude moment and write your gratitude mm-hmm. prayer. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just so overdone and cliche at the at the time. I, you know, when I wake up, I, I really appreciate my breath because I, I could have it wasn't my time to go. And I have my body, my brain, my my movement and my arm. Like, I don't know how I have all of this. In fact, I just received a yoga certification and and, a, and I'm getting my chakra certification as well. Oh, wow. Because John and I were preparing to do the yoga certification this fall. I actually did it with his angel by my side. But, you know, there, there's something to be said about our five senses. And if, when, if and when we wake up, when we say we're grateful for the day or we're thinking about our day, before you get into the to-do list or whatever, just like 
think about tasting your French press and think about mm. how awesome it is to stick your feet into your fuzzy slippers and take the shades and put them up to see the sun and, and feel the covers, you know, feel the pillow under your head and, and find that gratitude instead of like trying to be like so cliche, like I'm going to write in my gratitude journal. Mm. Um, you know, I don't believe in any of that cliche BS or any, any, any person that's throwing around all these quotes on social media. I, I, I tend not to do that. I just, I, I, I quote myself, <laughs> mm. but um, I, I really feel like a lot of the people that are sharing vulnerability and, and all of truth and all of these influence and inspired words there, they really carry a lot of depth. Like they're, they're like 10 layers deep. And until you can really start doing that work and understanding it, that's when you start to recognize that there really isn't another way back to going back to inauthenticity there's only the way forward and it just keeps getting better mm. wow thank you so much for that mm-hmm. that makes sense and and it, I, I really love like the, this whole topic is really like you know made such a big difference for me especially today um mm. and okay so is there anything that you haven't done that you'd like to do <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's my, a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm pretty simple. I'm going to keep writing books. I already know which I have my next book already written. Two others half written, started. The next book will come out. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I'd like to do that is a new endeavor is I'd like to own a house, mm. a little cottage, and I'd love to get a goat. <gasps> cool. So, you know, I'll be 43 in June, so... Uh-huh. I'm getting up there and I think that it it would it would be time for me to have a little home and have a place where I can call my own and I don't know where I I don't know what it will look like but I've been manifesting that and that's something that will make me happy where you know I'm currently renting and it's great but I I'd like to own a home so that's Mm. that's like the new thing that just kind of sprinkled into my into my shoulder tapping me on the shoulder lately and maybe it's my angel saying this is our next and go get that goat because we were planning on getting goats so that's that's my latest that's my latest new um sparkle in the eye Mm, that's cool all right so what are your besides the books um is that part of your personal goals or do you have others um, my goal is to, I want to keep writing books. Mm. If, if I could just keep writing books and, and keep putting them out uh, in, in what I have planned, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause I, I was finishing heaven on 11 and little book of love. And I was going to write the woman's book and the men's vulnerability book. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I, there was a line in, in heaven on 11 that said, lead by example. And I said, well, crap, I have to make that a book now. So then I wrote lead by example. And then during lead by example, I came up with the line silent integrity. So I was like, oh crap, I have to write that book now. So that book is already written. I was actually going to put them out together. And then I was like, all right, Elizabeth, slow down here. (laughs) You know, stay on one horse. We can't do two. Um, So I really, my, my goals are to continue to write books. Uh, my current goals are to go in and speak at companies and organizations at their corporate, uh, their retreats, even if they are virtual to talk about kind communication, compassionate leadership. And um, I, I'm a new yoga teacher. So mm. I, re- I love teaching. I teach every single day. And I just, I, I I was meant to teach yoga and do mindfulness and meditation. So that's the, these are all the new things in my life right now that I've been a practitioner of, but I'm now a teacher of, and I just, I'm, I'm so excited to teach more and more people and have full classes of yogis that want to learn from me. And then I, I can bring my books and my work into those yoga classes as well. Yeah, for sure. And so what would you like to tell the listeners about what you do? Uh, I want to tell your listeners to buy my self-development package of all of my books. Right now, it's the, it's the four books, The Kind Communicator, Design Your Mind to Be Kind, Heaven on Eleven, and Little Book of Love. You receive a couple's communication workbook. You receive a love meditation with it. And there's lots of little g- gifts that go inside of each package. It's on my website. And I also want to ask all of your listeners to 
tap into their spirit and their soul. And if they're controlling, if they're reacting, if they want to become a better person, then invest in the coaching experience with me and start with the four months. You'll probably take more time after that. Uh, my clients don't stop there, but at least give yourself that gift because when you start to invest in yourself, you know, most of us tell ourselves, oh, we don't have the money or I'm not going to do that or I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm the word I'm fine comes up all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you how fine you will be when you after the first session. And it's just it's brilliant. So if you have never been coached before or you want to be coached, I encourage you to take my program. You will you will be so happy that you did. And um, I really appreciate your time with me today. Oh, thank you so much. And so if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, um, that, and to keep, keep going. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was, I'm, I still have the same energy, probably a lot more energy <laughs> yeah, then, but, um, you know, there were, there were a lot of insecurities that I had, but I, I didn't, I never let anything bother me. You know, I got an office. I, I, I did. I broke a lot of rules when I was when I first started my marketing agency. I was, I was building websites and mm. before websites were even websites and videos before YouTube was built. I mean, I was doing some pretty cool things. So, you know, I, I I've always been kind of the person that will break some of the rules and the boundaries. Mm. So I would just tell myself that, um, you know, just to 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 keep being you and and that quirkiness that I have and that I had wasn't something that not I'm not for everyone I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's kind of freaking awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that is wow well thank you so much Elizabeth for spending this time with me and and thank you for everything that you said I have definitely like you know uh, after reading and listening to you and and watching some of your videos it's pretty incredible and I hope that my listeners will think the same um and i can't wait for your other books to come out and i will have you come back and and then we can talk more about that but i really really appreciate and i'm so honored that you said yes to come on my show and talk to to us about you know being kind and and being uh compassionate and and the kind communicator really i think would make a would make a difference for everyone so Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Have a good day. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Elizabeth Barry on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. 